Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I'm Pastor Marty, working at the Grace Adventist Centre and Sterling Seventh-day Adventist Churches right here in Adelaide. And I'm joined by Pastor Gary. Pastor Gary is the pastor to the Bride and Seventh-day Adventist Church. Welcome to you, Pastor Gary. Uh, it's great to be able to come and join with you again, uh, Marty, and uh, really dig into uh, into this uh, this subject that is just so relevant for the times that we're that we're living. This is a very interesting subject this week, Pastor Pastor Gary, as we look at the environment, as we look at some political attempts to solve some of our deep issues as humanity, and as we look at what God's Word actually says about this. And I want to welcome all of our listeners. It's just great to be able to connect. Why don't you send us a little text and tell us where you're listening from? We'd love to say g'day. And um, down from here, down in Adelaide. And um, why don't you send us a text? Tell us where you're listening from today. And of course, our studio number is 04888. 80811. We'd love to hear where you're listening from today and, uh, hear, um, how, how things are going in your part, neck of the woods, in your part of the world. Well, before we dive into our subject, Pastor Gary, which is on why won't green political solutions work? Um, we, I'm going to talk a little bit about these recent, um, the recent attacks that have take, happened over in Israel. Yeah, yeah. And of course, this is just, um, another indicator of how broken our world really is. And of course, um, this is actually taken from, uh, Reuters and, uh, and I've also got some information here from CNN. And uh, here's, here's what the article said. A careful campaign of deception ensured Israel was caught off guard when the Palestinian Islamist group Hamas launched its devastating attack, Mm. enabling a force incredible using bulldozers, hang gliders, and motorbikes to take on the Middle East's most powerful army. Mm. Saturday's assault, the worst breach in Israel's defenses since Arab armies waged war in 1973, followed two years of um, essentially uh, underground work by Hamas that involved keeping its military plans under wraps and convincing Israel it did not want to fight. Mm. Now, this was an, a devastating, a devastating terrorist attack on Israel. And, um, as of today or about an hour and a half or so ago, um, at least 900 have died in Israel. And in response, of course, Israel has pounded um, the enclave with airstrikes in the Gaza Strip there with more than 680 Palestinians dead. And um, Hamas claims that they have more than 100 hostages at the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, the situation is... Um, is is very volatile. And then US President Joe Biden says that at least 11 Americans have actually been killed as well in the Hamas attacks. Yeah. And there are others that are likely being held as hostages. Now, <clears throat> Israel Ambassador uh, Gilad er- Erdan 
he said while authorities hoped those held captive would return home safely, that their situation would not hit this. And quoting now, would not prevent us is what uh, is what Ambassador Erdogan said from doing what we need to in order to secure the future of Israel. We have an unprecedented number of hostages, he said, estimating the number is probably between 100 and 150. He said, we expect the Red Cross, we expect all international organizations to focus on these hostages and how they are treated and that they receive treatment according to the to international law. But it's not going to stop us, he said, and prevent us from doing what we need to do in order to secure the future of Israel. So this is this is really getting tense, mm. Pastor Gary. Now this is I mean how long has this conflict actually been taking place? Ever since I was born, I mean I ever ever since we've been watching the news, this conflict in the Middle East has has always been going on. Mm-hmm. And um, it's saying here since 1973, um, and you know this is this is a yeah. A- well, this is this is all I can remember. Certainly, all of my life as well. And I'm in my mid 60s now, and I I look at this, and this yeah, seems to come up with monotonous regularity. And you know, the thing that uh, I'm just so conscious about, Marty, is that uh, you know we can we can only weep uh for the uh for the people that are involved in this conflict and i mean the people involved on both sides because you know mm. uh, to mm. me i you know i i could cry over the uh certainly the israelis that were uh that were um suddenly jumped upon you know mm. in the mm. uh, in the early morning uh hours uh but you know the thing that i'm really conscious of is that in every war it's the civilian population that takes the brunt of it yeah. you know you look at this in Ukraine, uh, you look at you know uh, so many so many Russians there who who won't be supporting the war over there. Uh, in this uh, in this particular case here, uh, you know I believe there's two and a half million Palestinians on the uh, on the ground, and uh, you know Hamas. How many of them are part of Hamas? Uh, probably a, 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 a very small percentage, and yeah, yet that's uh, right. And yet the the civilian population, you know. Women, children, men uh, who are not part of Hamas are going to going to take uh, the uh, take the brunt of uh, what is actually yeah. going on, yeah. and it's really in order to achieve a political purpose. And, and you know, to me, I just Matthew twenty four when you know Christ said, you know, for for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in various places, and all these are just simply the beginning of sorrows. These mm. are the beginning mm. of things to mm. come. And you know, right now, as I understand it, uh, um, Israel. Is, is cutting off electricity, water, food, uh, making a you know an old style um, uh, um, famine in the in the uh, in that uh, Gaza Gaza Strip. Do you know as I, as I look at that, you know, I mean, I 
I believe we can only cry, we can only pray that the Lord God will actually act in uh, in this particular uh, circumstance mm. because mm. there is so much pain and suffering that's going on there. You know, we live in an incredibly privileged part of the the world, and to me, I the thing that frightens me is when one side or the other uh, goes against the other and say this is just a you know, war is not justifiable. Uh, it comes as a result of the human nature. Uh, mm. You know, when I mm. when I re- and we're going to get into this today, uh, when a human nature is um, is not controlled by the Spirit of God, uh, things happen uh, which are frightening in the extreme, mm. and that's what you're seeing in in this situation right uh, uh, right here. That's exactly right, Pastor Gary. This, you know, this is uh, an example of of human nature, really at its at its worst, essentially, where you know where life is is viewed with such little value yeah. that um you know that that people can be killed, innocent people can be killed, like you're saying, for just for for the ambition of. You know, well, they're going some about their daily business. You know, they're not. Uh, I mean, they were worshiping. It was a Sabbath. You know, this was this was intentionally planned to take place um, on a holy day. Yeah, and um, you know, and and I suppose this. You know, the fact that this was uh, a deception. This was something that Israel uh, didn't see coming. I think you know, there's a lot of. I suppose. Um, a lot of com- uh, parallels between that and and also what we see happening in the world in terms of the spiritual warfare that's happening. Oh, and the yeah. fact look, that, look, you know, I, Marty, yeah. I agree with you totally on that. You know, to me, I was really interested because I did actually read a, a few a few of the uh, articles from the news media, and uh, one of the questions that was actually asked there was, "How could this possibly happen? How is it possible with all our technological surveillance? How is it possible that this got past the Israelis?" And uh, in in one report that I uh, that I read, uh, the uh, uh, the, the statement was was made that uh, uh, the uh, Palestinians actually stayed off all forms of electronic media. Uh, they only mm. communicated uh, through uh, through voice, through old style uh, mm. communication. Mm. You stay off your mobile phone. You don't mention it on your computer. You know, to me, when I, I looked at that, I thought, "Hey, wow. uh, you know, that really is saying something uh, about our our contemporary world." And it and it goes to show that we can have all the most um, we can have the most advanced, sophisticated military and resources and um and we can you know yeah we can think that we are uh impregnable yeah but it's it's not necessarily the case and i and i suppose you know when it comes to our spiritual life as well we 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 can't underestimate the the workings of essentially the master deceiver who is out to i suppose um try and distract us as Christians from where the battle is taking place. He's seeking to, through covert means, to, to, um, you know, derail our Christian experience. And, and, and to me, you know, these experiences, um, 
they yeah they really reveal the the nature of the battle that is taking place for every single person on this planet yeah yeah i i think you're 100 percent correct there and uh all all we can do is is come and pray for in fact i'm just wondering marty could, could we just simply pray right now particularly for the uh for the civilians who mm. are tied up on both sides of Absolutely. this equation uh Let's, let's just yeah, pray. Let's do that. Father in heaven, Lord, I just want to come to you right now. Lord, I want to say thank you because you are the almighty God. Uh, but Lord, I, I'm conscious of this huge conflict that's uh, occurring uh, over in the in the Middle East once again. We don't know which way this is uh, this is going to go. But Lord, the th- one thing we're really conscious of is the uh, huge uh, civilian impact on both sides. Uh, Lord, there are so many people who aren't involved uh, in uh, in Hamas. There are so many people uh, that aren't involved in that organisation. There's two and a half million people uh, on that Gaza Strip. Lord, I just, uh, just want to pray that indeed you might be the one to, um, that, that you might take some control. Uh, Lord, that uh, indeed you might be uh, with... Uh, uh, with the civilian population, uh, Lord, I pray that uh, you are the you are the Almighty God, and Lord, we just we just want to give uh, this uh, this situation into your care at this time, and we pray in Jesus' name, Amen. Mm, amen. Thank you, Pastor Gary. You know, it's yeah, it is in times like this where we have to pray. I mean, you know, what more? can we do in that sense um, here from Australia and uh, but prayer does make a difference and uh, friends um, we're going to come to a song it's a beautiful song that talks about the nearness of Jesus return and that is the ultimate solution to this world's problems ultimately we're not going to fix it up ourselves We need God to step into human history as he has done countless times before. And this is a song about that ultimate promise of Jesus coming again and the need for us to be ready. Is so well we'll keep on going on And I can get so comfortable And make this place my home Remind me, Lord, that there is more Than just the things I see To fix my eyes on Jesus And follow faithfully It's time to get
it's time to get ready. Today is all that we have. We can see the signs are happening. Just as the Bible says. So don't get caught unaware. Now is the time to Fletcher, uh, who's now Carly Kachansky, um, and um, a beautiful song that reminds us that this world is actually not uh, the way that it is right now is not our is not how it will be throughout eternity, and we can praise God for that. The fact that the Bible says that Jesus will come again, and He will make all things new, and that is certainly. Um, that is the Christian hope. That is what we long for that day. I want to welcome you back. You're listening to Faith FM F- Drive Time Big Q and A with Marty and Gary. And this week we are following the theme: the Bible, the Church, and the Environment. And we're going to be an- answering the question today: Why won't green political solutions work? Um, why isn't you know, why isn't that actually going to solve the, the dilemmas of the environment and of the world in which we live? Before we come to that very intriguing subject, today we do have a, a giveaway to, to offer. It's called There Is an Answer. And um, this is by Alejandro Bulon, and in uh, in this book there is an answer. Here is just to give you a bit of a snapshot of what this book is about. Throughout human history, human beings have looked for answers to diverse questions of their daily life, which is our which is our greatest need as human beings. Where do we come from, or where are we going? Why is there so much suffering? Is it possible to be happy? What happens after death? Alejandra Bulon is very clear as he raises the problems and honestly points out the consequences and then he reveals the solutions. His vast experience in dealing with people of different cultural 
and social conditions and contexts allows him to provide answers that are profound to the reader. Here's some of the here's some of the um, the the chapter titles. Um, Our greatest need. Um, why pain, suffering, and death? Can God change my life? Will a new world order be established? When, with the end of the world, sorry, it should say, when will the end of the world come? And living longer and better. Now, if you would like to receive a free copy of this book that, uh, that outlines and answers some of the most important questions that we can that we can ask today. If you would like a free copy of this book, there is an answer. All you've got to do is send us a text to our studio number. That number again is o four triple eight eight o eight eleven. O four triple eight. 80811. And if you'd like to receive a free copy of this book, send us the code SA139. Just five digits, SA139. And if you send that to 04 80811, we will, that will actually come to our robot, Faith, um, Faithful, and he will ask you a few questions so that we can get you this book, a brilliant book on the answers to life's most important questions. We'll get you that book as soon as possible. Well, Pastor Gary, it's uh, it's good to be in the studio today delving into a very, very important subject. And I know this is one that you're incredibly passionate about and have studied extensively on this subject. And um, so we want to come straight to, let's come straight to the heart of this. Why won't green political solutions work? Yeah, look, Marty, this is, this is one of the, the really, I, I call it the hot button issues of our era. Uh, you know, it, it's almost that, uh, to be, you know, an acceptable world citizen, it seems you need to express, you know, some form of concern for the, for the environment. Now, uh, is the environment in, in trouble? Yeah, I believe it actually is. And I'm going to show that in just, uh, just a moment. Uh, you know, but what we've actually got here is what I, I would call a trendy topic. You know, it's trendy in you know, governments, it's trendy in business, churches, you know, sporting organisations, the entire entertainment industry. Uh, you know, it's it's probably um, actually one of the few things that seems to be bringing people to a certain form of unity to our world. Yeah, even um, even when it comes to dietary choices. You know, there, there are advocates who say we should adopt a plant-based diet, not, not entirely because of the health benefits, um, you know, that is acknowledged, but the other reason is because of sustainability and because it's, you know, it's a greener option to, to actually go plant-based. It's better for the environment. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and this is certainly being pushed on us everywhere we actually look. But the question I really want to look at today is green political solutions. Will they, uh, will they work? Now, I'm actually going to suggest, I'm going to be bold enough to say that, you know, I don't believe green political solutions will work, but we're going to get there towards the end. 
but so people are going to have to stick around just a little bit. But look, I, I just to start with, I just like to look at, I suppose, the logic um, that uh, certainly I think most of us are being presented uh, presented with. Uh, you know, firstly, there's uh, there's actually a, a recognition, and we'll come to this in a minute, uh, that global weather events, you know, things like hurricanes, drought, increasing temperature, flooding rains, are both becoming more intense and more frequent. Now that's the uh, that's the underlying uh, underlying assumption. Now uh, significantly however it's assumed that these weather events are occurring because the earth is changing in in some way but most significantly Marty who is the cause of these changing weather events? Us. Us human you, beings. You are the cause of all these uh, all these things. Now, why um, are you the, the cause? Well, because either directly or indirectly, uh, you've done things like uh, uh, burnt coal, gas, oil, you know, an assortment of carbon-based products. It's all there. And uh, you are the cause. And the reason you are the cause is because you have done uh, these things. Even your electricity has been generated by, uh, by coal, uh, and therefore you are indirectly responsible mm. for uh, for these changes. Uh, thus, um, uh, we come to the conclusion of what are we going to do about these things. And uh, uh, then can I suggest that the conclusion goes something like this. Humanity can save the world through stopping a rise in global temperature. Now, saving the world... We, in saving the world, we, we save both our own generation and multiple future generations uh, of this world. And we can do it by our own hard work and personal sacrifice. Now, you know, to me, as I look at this, I turn around and say, well, you know, can I stop the climate from changing through our combined Hard work and personal sacrifice. We're going to come to this in, in just a moment. You know, uh, I'll go so far as to say if ever there's been a false gospel, this is one that's worthy of being identified as such. <laughs> Absolutely. Because, uh, you know, to me, as I look at the Word of God, as I look at the Scriptures, uh, you know, yeah. there are many ways that, you know, Scripture is very clear about how the world is actually going to conclude, and yet somehow our world has adopted what I would salvation through energy uh, transformation. You know, I, mm. I look at it and I say, hey, you know, where did this actually come from? Mm. Uh, you know, to me, it's not making a lot of sense when I submit it to the authority of the Word of God. Now, look, let's go back because I just want to look at, because that's basically the uh, the lineup, but I just want to look at, you know, what do the Scriptures actually, well, these assumptions, are they correct? Well, firstly, are global weather events becoming more intense and more frequent? Well, uh, actually, um, I, I well remember years ago, way back in the 1970s, before you were born, you know, I, I attended my <laughs> first uh, uh, evangelistic uh, series, and the evangelist, he was, uh, uh, he was a top name from, from America, and uh, he certainly was talking about the signs of Jesus coming, and uh, he went to great lengths. Uh, to share that uh, the uh, the number of earthquakes, the number of uh, tornadoes, the uh, the destruction of the earth was was increasing. Now, uh, at that time, 
um, it wasn't something that was generally accepted. Uh, it was something that, oh yeah, I mean, it, this is something that evangelists share, but it's not something that the general population is sharing. Now, just fast forward to our own, uh, to our own world. Now, uh, you know, just, uh, just a little while ago, I picked up this article. This came from the, uh, Yale University School of the Environment. And, uh, they were talking about how, um, these uh, weather events have increased significantly in the last 20 years. Now, this is what it says. There has been a staggering rise in the number of extreme weather events over the past 20 years. Now, this isn't by, given by some evangelist. This is given by, uh, you know, the uh, Yale University School of Environment, um, driven largely by rising global temperatures and other climactic changes, according to a new report they're quoting from the United Nations. It, they note that from 2000 to 2019, there were 7,348 major natural disasters around the world. Now, these are ones that have actually killed uh, killed people, killing 1.23 million and resulting in 2.97 trillion in economic loss. By comparison, the previous 20-year period, 1980 to 1999, had 4,212 natural disasters. So uh, the difference, of course, 1980 to 1999, 4.4 4,212, whereas 2,000 to 2019 had 7,348. The point that they uh, are making here is that there has been a significant increase in major natural disasters. These aren't the natural disasters that, you know, you get a small tremor uh, in the backyard somewhere. This Mm -hmm. is where uh, disasters have actually taken significant life. Uh, They note that much of this increase, the report notes, can be attributed to climate change. Now, here we go. You know, this is the this is where it's connected to. You know, this is being caused by climate change. Now, look, I don't need to prove any of this to to anybody. I don't think because we hear it on the media just all the time. But the point I suppose I would make is that you no longer need the evangelist to actually teach you uh, to say that, hey, these things are increasing because, well, you know, the majority of the world simply accepts it. Uh, you know, it it is fact, it is seen as reality. Uh, now, I know there are certainly people out there who will dispute this, uh, but um, certainly from the majority of the world... This is something that uh, is uh, is generally accepted. Now, uh, what I would like to do do now is just I'd like to just look at this um, uh, from from the scriptures. You know, what do the uh, scriptures teach about the uh, world environment of our era? Now, we have actually covered a little bit of, about this uh, last uh, last week, uh, but uh, I just want to review it because it actually sets the background for what we're actually going to be sharing. Now, Isaiah the prophet Isaiah is actually called the gospel prophet uh, in uh, in chapter 51 uh, verse uh, verse 6 uh, he actually gives an explanation that I believe is so significant to the things that are uh, occurring in our world right now the environmental issues because he actually talks about the environment and this is what the prophet Isaiah says lift up your eyes to the heavens and look to the earth beneath for the earth will vanish away like smoke and the earth will will grow old like a garment and those who dwell in it will die in like manner. In other words, 
Things are winding down. Now, Marty, mm. let me ask you a question. You've yep. got a nice shirt on right here now. How long have you actually been wearing that shirt? Oh, Pastor Gary, you're not, you're not looking closely. This is a pretty old shirt, this one. Okay. Yep. So, so how long have you been wearing it for? Oh, look, I got it back in Tamworth, so probably about 2000 and I'm going to say about 2015 I got this shirt. It's probably about eight years old. About eight years. You're doing very, very well. You're doing very well. But you're saying that uh, you're not. I'm not looking closely <laughs> at it. Yeah. If I was to look closely, what would it actually be? Uh, uh, you, you can see a few holes in the collar and, and uh, you know, um, but... Uh, you in know. other words, this shirt <laughs> is getting very close to that point in time. Time when it's going to go the way of all the earth. Yes, exactly. I was thinking about that this morning when I was picking a shirt, <laughs> thinking, well, you know, I like this shirt still. So, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and it's, it's it is growing old, and yeah, it's, it's growing it's, old like a garment. And it it's is, you know, it after your your six years or however long that you've kept your garment, ultimately it's going to have to go mm-hmm. into the waste bin, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, you're going to have to go and buy another another shirt. Here we've got the prophet Isaiah. He says, the earth will grow old like a garment. What's actually taking place on our earth? According to the word of God, our earth is growing old just like mm. a garment. There mm. are holes right through it. Yeah, you know, absolutely. To me, and we can debate the reasons why um the in you know why we're seeing an increase in natural disasters why we're seeing um you know more and more um upheavals in 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 nature and um and there there's probably always going to be debate about that particular topic in terms of what is actually causing it but ultimately the bible indicates very clearly that sin and evil affects not only the human heart, but it affects the environment around us. You see that right from the book of Genesis, the moment that Adam and Eve sinned, the world took on a different nature. And, and, and look, this is something that is just so significant. And we're going to come here in a moment because what you're touching on here is why green political solutions won't work. And we're going to get there in just a moment. Mm. But you know, to me, the thing that is so, so significant is that even Jesus in Matthew 24, you know, that passage that I read, uh, just earlier in our program, you know, 24 verse 7, for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and pestilences. There will be COVID-19. There will be earthquakes in various places. All these things are just the beginning of sorrows. Yeah. Do you know, what Christ, this is Christ teaching his disciples. What's occurring here? The world is starting to wind down like mm, a garment. Mm. The world is starting to have holes in it. You see, it needs to be regenerated, but are you going to be able to regenerate it through your hard work and good effort? I think that, like you're saying, Pastor Gary, that's, that's very wishful thinking. And the reality is that Jesus also says a couple of verses later in verse 12, he says, and because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. And so not only will the natural environment be in, you know, in a downward spiral, but, but the, according to scripture, even 
morals will go in a downward spiral. And I wonder if there's even a connection between those two things. I think you bring, a, bring an excellent point up here. This this isn't just a an issue uh, that uh, we talk about the natural world, as in the environmental world, but uh, we're also talking about the moral world. Because, yeah. you know, as I look at my world at the present time, I mean, to me, just what's happening over there on the Gaza Strip at the present time, I mean, how is it possible? Possible that a person is able to stoop to the level of abducting even babies and being prepared to to say we are going to murder, we are going to intentionally kill, uh, we are going to rape and pillage. How is that physically possible yeah, for yeah. any part of humanity? Yeah. I mean, what is there that justifies uh, such abominable mm. atrocities? Mm. Uh, you know, to, it, it, it's like the Bible calls you know uses this phrase the mystery of iniquity and it it, it goes beyond any kind of sense or comprehension like there's a saying if sin could be explained it could be excused and it doesn't make sense it defies all logic and um you know our actions i think in a sense the um this statement that, you know, we are responsible for the environment deteriorating. I actually believe that's correct. I'm just not, I just think it's, we're unsure exactly of the exact precise well, mechanism. Let me, let me just come. And the solution. Oh, well, let me just come to that, that very question because I think it's really key because the scriptures do actually, uh, actually say uh, something really significant. In fact, come to Revelation 11, 18, uh, because, uh, John the Revelator is, uh, amazingly clear in what he, what he says in this particular passage. And of course, this is, uh, painting the, the picture of uh, just before Jesus comes. Now, I want you to notice what what he actually what uh, John the Revelator says. Uh, this is Revelation eleven eighteen. The nations were angry, and your wrath has come. The time of the end that end that they should be judged. Now, this, this is a judgment uh, picture uh, that you should reward your servants, uh, the prophets and the saints, and those who fear your name, small and great, and should destroy those who destroy the earth. Now, Marty, to me, uh, this is really mm, significant. Mm, you know, absolutely. God is going to destroy those who destroy the earth. Who does God hold accountable for destroying the earth? Who does man? He's got, God is going to well, destroy those. He's, he's holding people accountable for the destruction of the earth. And just take, you know, Gaza over there at, the, at this point in time. Look at the bombs that are actually being thrown, the destruction that's occurring over there. Um, Revelation 11, 18 is just so clear here. He is going to destroy those who destroy the earth. In other words, God is holding humanity accountable for destroying the earth. Who is responsible for destroying the earth? Humanity is. Mm. And it says so in the Word of God. Yeah, it does. Absolutely. You know, um, Pastor Gary, we've had some good, uh, some good, good, um, good feedback coming through and want to shout out to John Gossie, who's, um, who's, uh, reminding us that actually the good news is that ultimately this earth, though it will go into, it will be destroyed in its current state in a sense, that God eventually will make all things new. And that's the good news, isn't it? Whilst and, humanity and John is actually getting to, to to the conclusion, yeah, he's getting to the conclusion. <laughs> so we, we're we, at the conclusion. we don't want to rush there, do we? Uh, but that's yeah. where we're going, and I think it's it's good to keep that in mind. That although man does his utmost, 
and will and ultimately it's really the devil who's inspiring those actions Indeed. ultimately Indeed. isn't it Indeed. that that's what's causing this disruption this destruction in the world but god is going to have the final say he's going to make all things new and if we can hang in there but we and, will come to that in a moment all let's, right uh, all right let's not rush ahead then should we come to some music pastor gary all right, let's do it. I hope you enjoy this song. It's actually a song about the Sabbath because the Sabbath is actually part of, I, I believe, God's um, amazing plan to remind us of Him as the ultimate authority as our Creator. Hope you are blessed by this son song.
And that was Remember the Sabbath Day to Keep It Holy by the Pillars of Our Faith. And that is a, a, a beautiful song that captures this precious command that uh, that is recorded, this precious gift, really, that is in the Word of God, the gift of time that God gives us every Sabbath, where God longs to build a closer relationship with us. And uh, we want to welcome uh, our listeners back. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A with uh, Pastors Marty and Pastor Gary as well. And I also want to give a shout out to our friends, um, our friend over in uh, Ellenbrook, WA. David, it's great to have you joining in today. May uh, may God bless you richly. And um, I'm looking forward to actually going over to WA at uh, around the end of the year, end of December, early January, going to be in WA. And I'm looking forward to that experience. And I um, want to shout out for Crystal as well from Narracourt here in South Australia. Thank you so much for your words of encouragement. We certainly feel very privileged and blessed to be able to share um, God's word over the radio waves. So uh, before we dive back into our subject, which has been a fascinating one, why won't green political solutions work? I want to remind our listeners that we do have a free giveaway. It's called There Is An Answer. And um, Eleandro Bulon and um, Eleandro talks about all the answers, the big questions. Why is there suffering? Can God change my life? Will there be a new world order? Um, how can I live longer? How can I live better? All of these big questions are answered in this very concise book, There Is an Answer. If you'd like a free copy of this book, all you've got to do is send us a text to our studio number. At That number is 4 That number again, 4 80811. And if you'd like a free copy of the book, There Is an Answer, a book that dives into the Bible's answers to life's most important questions, then send us this code, SA139. Just five digits, SA139. And send that code to 04888-80811, and we will get you this book in a timely manner. Well, Pastor Gary, it is great to to be looking into this subject as to why green political solutions won't work. We've talked about the fact that the world is growing old like a garment. It is, the environment is um, worse than it has been It is ever winding before. down. It is winding down. And, um, and, uh, and so... People believe, and and the and and there is movements of people that are coming together and saying, if we can only just put in some hard work and some self sacrifice, and we can stop these greenhouse emissions, etc., we can solve the problem. But we you're can telling save us, the, we can save the earth for future can, <laughs> generations. It can go on forever and ever because we can save it. All right, so. Let's uh, let's I mean, come to the heart of this. this. Yeah, this is this is one of the to me one of the silliest claims I could possibly imagine. You know that humanity, by his own effort, is somehow being able to restore this earth back to some sort of pristine purity. You know, we saw in Revelation eleven eighteen there that God was going to destroy those that destroy the earth, but 
Therefore, God is actually uh, holding man accountable. But why is he doing that? Do you know, one of the things that I'm just so conscious that uh, the uh, the secular world doesn't realize is what the natural heart of humanity is actually like. Uh, do you know, uh, Marty, I, there's a passage here in uh, in Jeremiah. It's, it, it's chapter 17. And uh, he, uh, Jeremiah actually writes what I call a reference for humanity. And this is what well, for the unconverted heart. He says this, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked, and who can know it? Desperately wicked, deceitful above all things. Now, Marty, you know you're a, you're a pastor. Have you ever been called on to write a reference for somebody? Absolutely, yeah. Okay. M- multiple times, yeah, yeah. How, how many times have you written something like this person's heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked? <laughs> I mean, have you ever put that in a reference? Oh, look, I haven't, Pastor Gary. <laughs> you know, I, I try to, um, you know, be positive, and um, you know, but you're right. The Bible does not hold back; doesn't sugarcoat human the human heart condition does this this is god's i call it god's reference for the unconverted human heart yeah now this is actually quite frightening because you know christ actually uh, picks it up it's recorded in in mark's gospel uh and mark actually records it in this way for from within that's out of the heart of man uh, according to uh, mark chapter seven twenty one, um uh, come evil thoughts sexual Im- immorality theft murder adultery coveting wickedness deceit sensuality uh, envy slander pride foolishness all these things come from within the heart and they defile a person is what christ is saying here now look if in fact a person is grasping by nature they are covetous and they are envious of what others have by their very nature would you put them in charge of fort knox <laughs> absolutely not you Why know not? Th- this this it, i can see exactly where you're going with this pastor gary what we're seeing here is um is is this is where it all falls apart this is where the grand idea of us solving our own issues on this planet all falls apart that's uh, and that's exactly the point you know it to me there is no way uh, when god gave a dominion of the earth to humanity man was had not fallen he was not yet he did not have a sinful nature he he wanted to do the things that god wanted to do it would there was purity and harmony uh in in the world but you know if in fact my nature is grasping and i see something that marty has got that i want what am i likely to do well if your yard is better than mine i'm likely to actually be grasping after it if Mm. i am envious of what you have got then maybe i should dig a bigger mine in order to uh to, to to be able to gratify my own desires. Do you know, Marty, the thing which uh, uh, we have to come to realise, we have to come to understand, is that the the real issue 
uh, with humanity at this point in time is in fact the human heart. Until you can resolve the issue with the human heart, you cannot resolve the issue of the environment. Do you, mm-hmm. do you see where we're going on this one? Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, if you, like you're saying, if, if there's, if, if we're corrupt from the inside, what makes us think that we're actually going to fix the outside environment? Exactly. You know, we have to actually deal with the ins- internal challenges, the internal corruption, and only Christ can ultimately do that. If I, if I'm, if I have a selfish heart and really that uh, results in, in greed and, and, and dissatisfaction until I get more and more and more and still I'm not satisfied, then this kind of mindset, apply that to trying to self-sacrifice and fix the environment, the two things just don't add up. In other words, with the natural human heart, all I really want to do is to rape and to pillage our world. I am prepared to take whatever I can in order to uh, magnify my own wealth. And so is it possible then that even some of the proponents behind, you know, all of the green solutions, etc., could possibly in it be in it for personal gain? Well, you actually, you know, I read an actually a very interesting article uh, on this. Uh, some of the uh, recommendations for doing away, uh, for, for solving the, the climate crisis have actually been undermined because what people have discovered is that they can actually become wealthy uh, by uh, uh, putting an emphasis into a green ecology. Uh, so therefore, uh, I can build myself up. How can I build myself up? Well, I can uh, do it by putting uh, time and money and effort into the new green economy mm-hmm. uh, you know, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden a wealth becomes the motivator again yeah, that's uh, the right. fact that windmills are killing a huge number of birds uh, out there and despoiling the look of the environment uh, doesn't actually come come into it and that there's actually a huge number of um, um, uh, ozone depleting uh, minerals being extracted uh, in order to build of those particular events, those particular uh, articles, uh, is totally beside the point. Yeah. Uh, do you know? But uh, to me, as I as I look at this, I'm sort of saying, "Hey, look, you know, this is where the human heart." But do you, you know, there's some really good news, and this is the thing that I love. Do you know? If I go to, to Ezekiel, Ezekiel puts a uh, puts it together so beautifully. It's uh, Ezekiel chapter 36 and verse uh, 26, and this is talking about uh, the converted heart. Now listen to what God says about the converted heart. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. Uh, I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgments and you will do them. Do you know, if you go into the New Testament, you find mm. the man Nicodemus. You know, Christ was talking to Nicodemus and uh, what did he say to Nicodemus who was a religious leader? Nicodemus, he said, you have to be born again. Uh, when a person is born again, what happens is their heart changes. They start to think differently about the things which they uh, previously wanted to take for granted. Mm. Uh, do you know, I, 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 lo- I mean, have you seen this take place? Absolutely. Our- yeah, I mean, I've seen it in my, my own life. I've seen it in many people's lives where you begin to grow in your relationship with God. You come to see the depths of His love and his love, which is so 
others-centered, which is so selfless, actually begins to mold and to shape the way that we act and the way that we think. And um, I, I love this promise, Pastor Gary, in, in Ezekiel, because it God repeats over and over and over that he's the one who's going to do this work in us. Yeah. I suppose it's like undergoing an operation. All you've got to do is sign the consent form and you say, Lord, have your way in my life, because we can't change ourselves. That's it. We, we can't actually, we can't sort of just, you know, through determination and willpower say, I'm going to be a better person. We, you know, we try that, but we fail. And yet when we come to God and we say, Lord, change my heart, all of God a, will do it. All of a sudden, I start to think differently. You know, I love Galatians chapter 5 where it talks about the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Suddenly, different fruits start to come out. Hey, this sort of a person, yeah. can I trust this sort of a person with the things of this world? They're no longer grasping. A person who is no longer grasping, I can trust them uh, with the environmental treasure of this world and you know that's what God wants to do and you know that's why to me I'm just so so conscious that you know Revelation chapter 22 uh, you know this world is as one of our listeners did actually point out correctly point out to us this world is going to continue uh, forever uh, but only after God is God is the one who is going to act Uh, I love um, Revelation chapter 21 I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. There was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride for her husband. He will uh, he will dwell with them. They shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or sorrow or crying. No more pain for the former things are passed away. He sees a new heaven and a new earth. To me, this is incredible hope. This is our hope. That is where we find our hope, Pastor Gary. And as we as we wrap up for today, I think you know, it reminds me of the fact that just just on Sunday, Pastor Gary, we went down to Victor Harbour. Lovely spot. Beautiful spot. First time for us to go down there as a family. On our way back, you know, sometimes you see these um there's these signs on the on the side of the road and there's these signs of workmen. And they're pointing up and it says, Look up and live. And of course, there's power lines above. Yeah. And whenever yeah. I see that look up and live, it reminds me of the words of Jesus where he says, when you see all these terrible things happening around you in this world, look indicating, up. look up, look up. When you see that this world is falling apart, look up. And don't focus on, on the devastation of this world. Focus on the fact that Jesus has said, I'm coming again soon and I will make all things new. That can give us hope no matter what situation in life we're facing. This has given hope to countless Christians who've endured persecution. This has given hope to countless people who've gone through suffering and difficulty and hardship. And when you see the state of this world, look up. Look up. to Jesus. Uh, it's Our time is up for today. Thank you so much, uh, Faith FM listeners, for joining us today. I want to invite you to join us again tomorrow. Pastor Gary and I will be back and discussing Latte Diem. As the, is this the solution? This is, of course, the, the Pope's second encyclical on the environment. And um, does does the Pope actually have the answer to the world's problems. 
as we finish up today, I want to leave you with these words from God who says to us in the Bible, he says, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. May you experience the wonderful hope and the wonderful future that God has for your life. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. 